Another edition of Everything College Basketball. Hey, I'm Josh Burton like normal. <clears throat> I'm Peyton Burton like normal. And we've got with us today, like we've met him before, best friend of mine, an admin, doing a lot for this group. we got Tyler Cook in the building, y'all. What's going on, guys? I'm back. Hey, how'd you guys like the new open? You know, this isn't a shout-out segment, but shout-out to our, another admin <laughs> of ours and friend, uh, Wayne Emberton. That's, <clears throat> yep. that's his group right there, Real Life Music Crew at the... Um, that's a snippet we're going to start using for the Open. He uh, licensed for us, and, uh, yep. you know, check them out. Um, <clears> hey, <throat> as you guys heard, too, how about that? Starting off the week already hot, you oh, know? Yeah. Syracuse over Duke. Mm -hmm. You just heard the the ESPN call on that one. Yep. And then what you heard there at the very end, that last snippet, is uh, Marquette finally got around to retiring D-Wade's jersey. Yep. Cook, D-Wade, <clears throat> an all-time legend. Yes, he is, man. That's that's the flash. You know, he came in, he wasn't that type of player. He didn't think he was going to be what he is. But, man, what he what he's done in Miami, what he's done for the university as well. They're they're getting good right now again. And, man, that's he's just been he's been a special player through his whole career. Yeah, which is surprising, honestly. I'm surprised it took this long to retire his jersey. Yeah. I mean, it's not – Marquette had a great tradition back in, like, the 70s under Al um, – was Al McGuire. But, um, yeah, good deal for him, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, we're back again. You're listening right now to episode number eight. Yep. We're eight, eight episodes eight. in. Ocho. Eight episodes in. It feels like we just started this thing yesterday. It really does, yeah. feels like we were just sitting in the car recording one, didn't have a clue what we were doing. But <laughs> started started then, man. Eight episodes in, hopefully another 8,000 to go. Yep, hopefully. <laughs> but um, man, what a week. What a week for college hoops. We say this, I think, every week we hop on, but... Um, it, just a lot of, you know, hey, I'll go ahead and say it early in the program. Conference play. Conference play, baby. Conference yeah. play is causing havoc for everyone. Um, uh, we have upsets. A we lot have, of upsets. We'll get into those here later in the program, but, uh, man, what what a good time to, to be a college hoops fan, Tyler. Yes, sir. It's been, it's been a roller coaster so far. It, this is what makes it exciting, man, because... You one loss doesn't decide it, kind of like like college football does. You know, you still got a chance to bounce back and do everything and do everything right again, and you get an opportunity to to right your wrongs here. And I, I can see that for a lot of teams from what happened yesterday, they got an opportunity to to right the <clears throat> ship after a, a tough loss yesterday. Yeah, and that's a good point too. Is that uh, you see it all the time too that some teams, for whatever reason, their experience level, maturity, um, chemistry, um, injuries, whatever. They're not very good in the month of De November, December, but it seems like as we start to roll into January and moving forward as we get to the March Madness, you start to see really teams start to make that climb. And as a coach, 
that's when you want to get better. Like, you don't want to lose at any point in the year, but if you're going to start, like, getting better and peaking, this is a time to start really making that trick. <clears throat> oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, it's a good week, man. We got a lot in store on today's episode. I mean, a lot. A mm-hmm. lot of ground to cover. So, uh, let's go ahead and get to the first segment, our popular segment. Peyton, what are we about to do? Shout outs. Shout outs. And since Tyler's here and this is his first proper episode, not just a 10 minute snippet, proper episode, as we did last week with Conrad, Mr. Cook, the floor's all yours for your shout outs. This one's an uncomfortable one to start out with, but you know, you got to give props where it's due. Mr. Huggy Bear Huggins over there at uh, West Virginia. This guy has had Kansas' number for a number of years. Uh, he's five out of six at home against the Jayhawks. I'm pretty sure they give this guy a hundred grand every time they come in there and beat him. So this guy right here, he's he's doing something right. He's got the formula to to defeat the Jayhawks. Yeah, he definitely. I know. I I know it's a bonus. He definitely gets every time he beats Kansas, which is crazy to show like where a Kansas program's at. That yeah, <laughs> a, a legendary should be Hall of Famer, um, Huggy Bear gets a. Gets a bonus every time he just beats the Jayhawks. His time's coming. So, yeah. you got any more? I do got one more, one more big shout out here, Mister uh, the Maryland University of Maryland. Here they are seven and one in the Big Ten. They are a half game behind Michigan State, sixteen and three overall. They're on a seven game winning streak. Oof. I mean, this is this is tough when you play when you start a conference play already. You got twenty games. The, the Terrapins are seven and one, like I mentioned. They got Michigan State next coming up, and like I said, they are second behind them by only a half a game. So this game is huge for them as far as positioning in the Big Ten. Yeah, and that's a <clears throat> that is a really good one. Uh, Maryland didn't have what you consider typical high expectations for a program like Maryland this year, but they've really crept up on some teams. Um, looking at their only three losses, they've lost to Seton Hall, they've lost to Virginia, and they've lost to Purdue, which is no shame in those three losses. No, not at all. And they're led by um, a potential, well, he's going to be a pro, but it just depends on whether he goes lottery or whether he goes late first round. But Bruno Fernando is eating the paint up inside. Yes, he is. Um, he's really playing well. And like you mentioned, you got number one Michigan State in the conference, you got number two Maryland in the conference, only a half game back. They clash tomorrow. So uh, that's a good one. That Maryland <clears throat> shout out's a really good one, and okay. same with Huggy Bear, man. Mm-hmm. That get, that dude deserves all their credit for sure. Um, Peyton, go ahead. You can go this time. All right, my first shout out is <clears throat> Bryce Brown from Auburn, who dropped twenty eight points yesterday in the eighty two eighty loss to Kentucky. This brother was on fire. He was unconscious. Boy, he only had like five points in the first half, and he came out unguardable in the second half. Yeah, he had 28 points, 8 from 9 from the field, 6 from 7 from 3. Like, that brother was on fire. He was doing hand and face. I did for a minute when we were all watching the game. I thought it was going to be another Miles Powell from Seton Hall against us. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, he was unconscious. He oh, yeah. brought him back. He even but, shot a couple knuckleballs that I didn't even think was anywhere close. I mean, the rotation on the ball, you, you know, you get that angle from the camera sometimes. Oh, yeah. And that thing was just nothing but that, man. It was it was wild. Dude, and it, I had said, and we even said yesterday on the, if you guys watched the Facebook Live little preview video, uh, talking about the Auburn. Auburn's backcourt's as good as anybody in America. And Brown, Harper, all those guys, and then you have Okiki on the wing down low. 
Um, they were going to be a handful, and I knew that. But mm-hmm. Brown, good. And it was all in the second half. He led that comeback for them. Yeah. Uh, my second shout-out goes to Villanova, who was 6-0 since that Kansas loss in mid-December. Nova is currently 14-4. and Now. And they're 5-0 in the Big East. Yeah. Now, um, that's a team to watch out in uh, March. Uh, Jay White's got this team rolling. This is a young, talented team. Uh, like I said, confidence play, you need to start playing good. And Jay White got this team playing really well right now. Yeah, and Nova is, again, we said it earlier in the year, if they figure it out, they're going to be a handful. There's a reason why they've won two of the last three NCAA titles. Boy, I mean, I do not – any of our teams, whether you're Kansas, Louisville, or Kentucky, guarantee you don't want to see Villanova in the first weekend. No, not at all. Not they, right they, they've taken the Jayhawks out on the on the path, and we had a pretty damn good team, man. And they, they just dismantled us. Yeah. Their last championship, I mean, they just took it to us. Uh-huh. It was it was a it was something to see. And Jay Wright is a stand up guy, and and he's got the ship going, man. I mean, this may be a little falter this year in comparison to the past three, but I mean, he's he's still there. They're not rebuilding; they're just reloading. It's just it's a oh, typical yeah. powerhouse team <clears throat> now. Yeah. And my final shout out goes to the Big East Conference. Now, all be all teams in the Big East have a winning record, which is. Kind of surprising, really. Uh, it's obviously not the Big East from early. From um, there's the biggest you know about, but Big East, yeah. Shout out to them. Um, yeah. I mean, those are again some good shout outs. Uh, my shout outs for my first one is going to sound familiar because it's going to be a. But it's we're going to revert back to our first ever shout out on the program. The boy follows the Twitter. Yep. Um, he's still one of the nation's leading scorers, and I think you're going to know who I'm talking about. Yep. Um, Mr. Chris Clemens from Campbell University. Um, shout out to Chris. He's averaging 29 on the year, 29.2 still. Um, getting buckets, like we said, at 5.9. And uh, yesterday, put up his season average. He put up 29 and hit the game-winning three, or the go-ahead three against Charleston Southern. This boy is electric. Yeah. I mean, he is a scoring machine. He's doing it at 5.9, and he's doing it at a small Small school. I've got my fingers crossed that Campbell can sneak into the NCAA tournament as a 16 seed. Because even if they play like a Virginia or a Duke or somebody like that, a 16 versus 1, and get hammered by 40, this dude could go off for 35 and it would be fun to watch. Hell yeah. So shout out to our original shout out, Chris Clements. Um, let's shout out, hey, shout out LSU. LSU is currently tied for the lead in the SEC conference. They are five and zero, I do believe, five and zero, and they're tied with Tennessee. And everybody knows how good Tennessee is. But LSU, Will Wade, Will Wade was an extremely good coach at VCU. Came over to LSU when they were kind of on some down times. Um, LSU is a traditional power inside the conference. Um, back, you go back to days with Shaq and all them. Even you go back about eleven years ago when they made the Final Four. They had Big Baby on the team. They had Tyrus Thomas. They had a really good squad, um, and they got a good squad again. Um, We've talked about Nazarion Reed down low. He's a lottery pick. Big seven-foot dude. But they're led by, um, oh, God, the guard, Tremont Waters. Tremont yeah. Waters, if you have not seen him, he's a small guard. He's about, like, 5'8", five, 5'9", five, as well. He literally, as soon as he steps in the gym, he can pull and hit from anywhere. Um, LSU, for those who geographically challenged, obviously play it, they're in Baton Rouge. We'll put it this way. He's in range. His school's in Baton Rouge. He's in range if he's in Alabama. I mean, the dude can score. <laughs> he really can. Um, 
It's a good LSU team. It's going to be a tournament team. They're currently, like I said, tied for the top of the lead in the SEC, which the SEC is a really improved the last two years. It's a tough conference this year. Um, so shout out LSU. And our last shout out. This is more of a personal one. This isn't um, a conference, a player, uh, really do anything with college basketball, but I think it needs to be said. Shout out to fellow member in the group um, and loyal listener and has done a lot for us in the beginning stages of this. That's why he deserves a shout out. Shout out to our buddy um, Jerry Stroud. Um, it was revealed his brother Johnny had uh, put on Facebook that Jerry was dealing with some medical issues, couldn't find out he had a stroke. Um, kind of a hairy situation anytime you're put in a medical situation like that. Um, the last I had heard from Johnny is that, um, you know, he's back home, he's resting, and uh, starting his road to recovery. So, yeah. Jerry, we're thinking about <clears throat> you, buddy, and um, we wish you back, you know, wish you the best, and hopefully you get a chance to listen to this and you're back active in the group again. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yes, sir, buddy. I mean, it's all about the positive attitude. As much as, much as you can give to help this healing process, that's, that's what he's going to need. And I know you can do it. You can help him out. So we're we're rooting for you, my man. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So that covers it for shout outs. Um, this is just um tough deal, man. Tough deal. Um, moving on. Moving on to the news and recruiting section of this. You know, we mentioned it, and we played a couple of the the couple of the clips. Excuse me. We played a couple of the clips at the beginning, but man, that wasn't it. The Syracuse the Syracuse Duke game. Um, wasn't it, we get into Saturday, it feels like every Saturday we've got craziness, 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 and, uh, you know, whether you think that, um, whether you think teams are, uh, good, bad, you know, overrated and underrated right now, the one thing that we can, can all agree on is that when it comes time for March, is that you can't. You can't wait till then to start being choked, and you can't wait to choke then. Hell no, man! And, and the thing about choking here, man, is we got a we got a sponsor here for us. This is my home away from home, guys. I mean, this uh, this place here is it's Indianapolis Carlson Gracie Jiu Jitsu. This is a this is a near and dear place to my heart, man. I've been at this for seven years. They're located in a nine sixteen East Main Street, right off the Greenwood exit, man. We got a great location. Uh, for we got classes for kids, you know, teenagers, adults. We got we got people that are killer competitors. We got the casual practitioner. I mean, along with my head instructor Alan Stockman, we have myself. We have Craig Versieg. We have Joe Compton. We have a lot of we have a lot of knowledge in that gym, as far as you know, promoting this place. And it's shown we've done we've done two or we've done an expansion here, and uh, we've got we got a huge mat space now. We have Carlson Gracie Jr. himself come down once a year, which is which is a huge honor, you know. And and within this sport, this this is a sport where you get to see the, uh, you know, the LeBron Jameses. You you get to train with these guys. We have a UFC uh, vet Andrew Holbrook, who teaches on Wednesday nights, who does a no gi class, which is which is top notch. I mean, this guy is a straight up killer. I mean, he's he's folds me up in pretzels more than I've ever seen. But uh, as far as a personal level with this man. This this is just something that I've been a huge, very passionate about. It's, it's it's like college basketball for most of us, you know. It's something that we can dive into, and this is something else that you can do as well. You know, it don't matter if you're a forty year old man. We got fifty year old guys in there that are they're tearing it up. You know, if you have kids that you want to try and get into this, this is this is huge for us self confidence. 
you know, getting that getting that morale up within each other. So uh, this was this was a big thing for us to let to have Alan let me t- talk about the gym and everything like that. So we'll continue after this. So and um, actually to expand on that, first of all, it's nice. Um, we appreciate um, Carlson Gracie Jiu Jitsu out of Indianapolis so jumping on board and being a supporter of us. Um, you know, it, it's nice to expand, um, like Tyler said, and, and Tyler's being modest. He's being very modest. We all know, you know, people who know him well know he's been hardcore into the jiu-jitsu for years now, and uh, he's been very modest, so modest that uh, he forgot to even plug his own deal. Tyler, go ahead and tell him here uh, February 2nd what you got going on. Uh, February 2nd as well, guys, we have a uh, intro class. It's a very beginner uh, class. It's a white belt workshop that uh, Craig Versieg, myself, and Joseph Compton are, are going to put on. It's a 9.30 to 11.30. We're going to cover one specific thing. It's uh, back attacks, you know, how to how to finish someone from the back, you know, either in a sport gi, self-defense, or just how to control a person. Uh, this is this is a huge thing for us. We've been doing these every few months, you know, to to get a fresh idea for, for the new up-and-comers, and uh, as well as the guys that's been at White Bell for a little bit, and it gives them a little bit more knowledge, a little bit more uh inside on the positions you know we we only do a couple things but man this this is a sport where you don't need to know a thousand things and do it once you need to do one thing a thousand times to get it right and this is the type of class where we give you the opportunity to get the reps in and to show everything i i last night i gave peyton a gee to give him an opportunity to come in and uh and get his feet wet on it so we're we're gonna try that out as well so uh yeah i'll be there yeah and and two like you guys said it's a good it's a good alternative exercise besides just um, running or whatever you want for cardio. It's a great <clears throat> alternative. The classes are going to last like two hours. And you'll get a chance to, like Tyler said, it's a chance to for experienced people or novices. So what I'm asking you, if you're interested in jiu-jitsu or you just need a new workout or whatever, you know, come come to the workouts. Go to the classes, the Carlson Gracie or jiu-jitsu up in Indy. And, um, you know, if you have, even tell them that, uh, everything college basketball sent you, you know, um, you might not get any kind of deals or nothing, but tell them we sent you and, uh, help spread the word that way. You know, um, you will have Tyler there. Yeah. yeah. And Alan, Alan started out small too, man. I remember our first class that I was at, we had like six people. Now it's, now it's accustomed to have 30 guys in there any given night, man. It's just, it's something special. And that's, that's something what we're trying to do here is, is growing as well. You know, you gotta get your feet wet somewhere, and this is this is something we started to do. And it's, it's the same thing with any small business. You know, you gotta you gotta start small to get your growth. Um, yeah, sorry, I was, I was checking something here. Um, we got an update about last week's podcast, which did good numbers. Shout out to Conrad Cushman <laughs> for that. Yeah. Um, and everything pro wrestling. Speaking of everything pro wrestling, I'll go ahead and do that read real quick. Um, everything pro wrestling. Um. A podcast by the fans. Yeah, it's a show by the fans for the fans. By the fans for the fans. Conrad was on last week promoting his stuff. He, I was, we every say every week, and everybody knows we're sister sites. We're linked up, connected together. Make sure you guys go to the Facebook group. Um, just type in in the search bar everything pro wrestling. Yep. There you'll find him. Um, Conrad does a tremendous job. He's got great podcasts. Um, he does retro reviews. He covers we every every week. He covers Raw SmackDown. He is. Pre uh, pay per view shows, post pay per view show, he he does a lot. He puts a lot of work and a lot of content in for you guys and your enjoyment. So go ahead and give him a follow over there at Everything Pro Wrestling. And um, 
Yeah, yeah help also, help support him. Yeah, also go follow him on Twitter too at EPW Show to tweet at him how awesome the Almighty Bobby Lashley is. God, please don't, please don't. <laughs> All right, let's get back into some uh, college hoops now. Um, we mentioned it. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. You know, we had two, two undefeated squads remaining coming into yesterday. We had number two Michigan and number four Virginia. Yep. We'll, we'll touch on number two Michigan first. You know, we've been very, very high on the Wolverines this year. I've said that they're the best team in college basketball at the moment. Mm-hmm. And, but I've also said, looking at the schedule, um, we were asked, like, who could potentially beat them. And I looked at this, and Tyler reminded me, I'd kind of called it in the sense that, um, that I said Wisconsin could get them because Wisconsin, even though they've lost a couple and not really playing their best, Wisconsin is a very, very, very tough place to play in. Yep. And, um, you know, Wisconsin was able to really neutralize Michigan yesterday yeah. and uh, get back to the brand of Badger basketball that's been successful for them over the last decade. Yeah. Um, Tyler, did, wasn't this the one you called? Did you? Or was you? Yeah, this this was a pick for me. You know, I, I still believe that Michigan is in that top echelon above everybody else with along with Virginia, Tennessee, and Duke. I mean, I know two of my four of that statement went down, but it's – it's part of it, man. Like I mentioned that grind before, but yeah, Wisconsin did it, man. I, 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 it was a hard pick to select, but I was. This was a week that I was wanting to try and take some chances on it, try and maybe gain some ground on this, uh, this thing we got going on with the pickums. But yeah, man, this this was a this was a good pick as far as the outcome. Yeah. Yeah, and Ethan Happ was outstanding. Right. I think he went for 25, 26. 26 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Yeah, Boy Ethan Happ. Ethan Happ, too. And he's a, the the question was brought up in the group, who's the better who's got the better post offense, meaning between Ethan Happ or um Juwan Morgan. And I think it's clear that um Ethan Happ is as skilled in the post as you'll find in the country. Yeah. I mean, he he can really give you the shimmy shake and hit you with a hook shot, he can um, give you nice up and unders, or he can power through you, which makes it dangerous, and it makes me so excited, too, because very rarely do we see back-to-the-basket players anymore. No. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a hybrid game now, man, and, and this is bringing back the old is new again. I mean, it's, it's just like with anything, you know, hip-hop, anything like this. You're, you get the back-to-the-basket player, and it's, it's kind of it's foreign to these guys now that are stepping out and chucking threes or not used to defending guys down low and it, it's a it's a lost art form for sure and it, this hop guy he's he's got it yeah and uh, if you think that you know and we'll, we'll we can get into that too about programs that um have been there like wisconsin rushed the floor wisconsin why are you rushing the floor i know yeah, you just beat michigan that's undefeated and i get it but have some have some pride in yourself don't rush the floor but if you thought their fans were excited um listen to after the game in the locker room Coach um, Greg Gard of the Badgers talking to his team. Like I said, as you can tell, um, big win. The guys were excited. And what Go- Coach Gard had just told him, he said, I don't want to come in another day and hear uh, or see you guys not bring that effort. And that's the challenge, too, is it's easy to get up for a game against Michigan or Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, Carolina, whoever, the, the top-ranked team. Yeah, It's easy to get up. But now what happens if you're Wisconsin when you got to turn around and play like a Northwestern next? 
Yeah. <clears throat> Northwestern's dangerous, too. But, well, I'm not saying actually Northwestern's yeah, the next I'm not, I'm opponent. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you can't, like, what he's asking his team is, don't play up against Michigan and the Michigan State, and then when you play somebody it's either your level or below you, you, you don't bring that effort because that's how you're going to get upset. Yeah, you can't ease up in that confidence at all. Especially if you think it's the best confidence or not, it's still top two. And you can't you can't ease up at all. No, it's a twenty game it's a twenty game conference, man. It's just you, you're out there you're banging with these guys. And like like Josh mentions, you got it once you hit that shelf and you know what you're capable of, you gotta you gotta stay up there. I mean, because you still got Michigan State. You st- I mean Michigan's still there. You got Maryland that's surprising some people. I mean, you got to stay at that level. You got to keep it up, and it, it's it's hard to do, especially you know we don't we forget that these kids are eighteen. You know, we've had kids come in to college at sixteen years old and and get on ESPN. It's like what the hell, you know? You got to remember that these co- these kids will make mistakes, but it's like he said, you got to you got to stay at that level. Yeah. Speaking of which, I wasn't you know it wasn't our only upset of the day. Um. I'm not going to call it the Duke because by no means the Duke upset Virginia. We'll get into no. it. But here, we've got – go ahead and actually just, just roll the clip. All right. Ten seconds to go. Haley all the way. Haley scores! And as you heard, Country Roads, take me home, West Virginia, <laughs> Mountain Mama. As Tyler <sighs> mentioned in the shout-out begrudgingly, um, West Virginia came into that game against Kansas yesterday. 0-5 in Big 12 play. This isn't your typical West Virginia team. Um, normally West Virginia is called Press Virginia. They've got athletes. They're hard-nosed defensively. They can put up points off of their turnovers. But this year's team, they don't really shoot. They're up and down, like I said, 0-5 in the Big 12. Just not not really a very typically good West Virginia team. But the caveat is, again, road play and conference especially. Kansas, as Tyler mentioned before, has had issues going to Morgantown over the years. And it bit them again yesterday. You know, all it takes is some bad shooting or a team to get hot. And West Virginia playing with some confidence. They knew it was a big game. Crowd behind them. Legendary coach. Everything just lined up perfectly. And West Virginia was able to stifle Kansas. And that last and that mm-hmm. radio call you just heard was the last drive, the game-winning bucket that um, the Haley kid from West Virginia was able to hit. Yeah. Yeah, speaking of the, the troubles on the road, like in the shout-out, it was uh, Kansas has lost five of the last six at Morgantown against West Virginia. Now, that post that I put on the chat, which I never should have done because it bit me in the ass here tonight, or last night, Kansas was 90-36 and 36 on the road in conference play from 03-04 season up until now, which was the best in the nation over anybody. Now, with that being said, you want to talk about five out of six losses. Six of that 36 is just West Virginia. He has got, he has got the scheme to beat KU, and it's it's shown time in and time out. And they, I mean, they had a balanced attack. I mean, West Virginia, their leading scorer only had 13 points. So I mean, they didn't have a standout player. It was it was a defensive grind, and it's it's a typical West Virginia defensive grind. It wasn't the full press like we mentioned. You know, they don't have Carter like they've had in the past. But with that defensive grind, man, they they kind of slowed us down. We really couldn't get anything rolling. And that last uh, from the clip with Legerald Vick, 
you could see him kind of driving towards the edge like you were thinking that Bill might call a timeout, and then he fumbled the ball a hair. You know, with that, that timeout call and not call, it's it's a double-edged sword. You know, if, if LeGerald goes in that corner and busts a three and wins the game, Bill's a genius. Yeah, all's forgiven right. then. But since LeGerald went over there and, you know, he had a mishap of the ball, whether it was a defender coming at him or he thinking it was going to be a timeout or not, they ended up taking the loss. So I seen it in the press conference with Bill. They were asking about it, and he goes, that's on me. I don't, I don't think it's on him because you, you kind of want to – you kind of want to get the defense on their heels, and I can I can see where he's coming from. You know, there's there's no excuses for this loss. I, I I will never make an excuse for any loss, whether it's refereeing, you know, any kind of bad call or any injuries. It doesn't matter. You got 40 minutes to play the game, and you got to do what you got to do between tip off to the last buzzer. And they didn't they didn't do what they needed to do. Yeah, and looking at the stats. Um... Kansas really bit themselves in the foot. Um, field goal percentage wasn't bad. They shot 43%, almost 44%. But here's what really hurted, hurt, hurt. This is what really hurt Kansas yesterday, in my opinion. They shot 31% from three. They went, um, let's see, pull it up. They went five of 16 from three, which Kansas, especially now that they're a little smaller, they're going to have to hit threes, and they normally do. In all fairness, Kansas normally hits a high high percentage of the threes, and turnovers. Yeah. They had 18 turnovers, and West Virginia only had 13. That's a big difference right there. That's a big, yep. big difference in a tight ball game on the road. That's that's 10 points if every bucket was hit off of that. And that's a huge spread. I mean, just a one-point game, that's that's <clears throat> that's huge. Yeah, and Dawson had seven of those turnovers. So. And, yeah. and you're typically, starting, you're typically he, he had seven turnovers in the first six games. That just shows the pressure they put on him yeah. yesterday. And your starting point guard had seven turnovers. Not a good recipe to go on the road and pull no. the pull the win. No. Um, the last thing I'm going to say about that is I will be in Morgantown next year. <laughs> <laughs> if they beat Kansas and they rush the floor, I am finding Huggins and I am putting his ass in a Steiner recliner. <laughs> Uh, that's another one. I mean, West Virginia. I West Virginia's got too much history. Rush the rush the floor. I get it. I get it. You're you're bad this year, but come on, come on. Why are you rushing the floor? Save it for teams who actually deserve a floor rush. Come on, come on, West Virginia. But I don't take away from your play. You know, you you played well. um, Did what you had to. Real quick on the Big Twelve. This really, really opens things up. You know, we had Texas Tech who lost twice this week. Um, oh, Iowa State's playing well. Baylor knocked off Texas Tech's kind of in the mix. Um, you have these teams that just it, – it, 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 I don't know what to say. Here's a stat, too, that's mind-boggling. The Big 12, as of right now, we're recording this on Sunday, uh, as per usual. The Big 12 has four teams tied for first place at 4-2. and two. Kansas, Iowa State, Texas Tech, Kansas State. And then you have Baylor right below them at three and two. So the that conference moving forward, and Kansas has got to play Iowa State again this upcoming week. Tomorrow, who's our, who yeah. Iowa State's already got a win on them tomorrow yeah. at nine p.m. on ESPN. It's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game. I looked at the, the thing, and they're given from the ESPN analysis, they're giving Kansas like a seventy four point nine percent chance to win this game. I don't understand it. Iowa State spanked them. It was a it was embarrassing to watch that game. I just it's going to be a, a tougher game than what these guys are saying. Just because they're at Lawrence, it, that, that doesn't mean anything anymore. I mean they they're going to have their hands full again. 
and we've talked about it. I'm still a firm believer until it actually happens, Kansas will win the Big 12 for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, Let's hope. But, <laughs> but it is, they are being challenged this year. They, they are very much being challenged. But the problem is if you're a Texas Tech, you're an Iowa State, you're a Kansas State or Baylor or whoever that really wants to dethrone the champs, is you can't, lose, you can't beat Kansas and then turn around and lose to somebody you should beat. You can't do it. Because Kansas isn't going to lose a bunch of ball games. To, already losing two right now, surprising to me, and they've still got a bunch of good games to come. If you're going to knock off the Kings, you better not swing and miss. Yeah, and this, and this streak isn't like we're playing some bums. You know, we've had Blake Griffin in the league. We've had Buddy Heald. Yes. Kevin Durant. You know, snake or not. What the hell? I mean, these guys, we have top NBA players coming out of this league, and Kansas has had this run. And like I mentioned to Tim Foster yesterday, I, this is the toughest year that I can forecast as far as them getting to the championship. I know they've, they've tied for the championship over the years a couple times, but this year I could I could very well see them being second. It'll be it'll be interesting. We'll, yeah. cuz I can't think Kansas is still a really good team. I think they're really right now just adjusting to playing without Doak and um trying to find the rhythm playing all guards essentially around Lawson. Um It's all about consistency. Yeah, it, well, it's, like we just said, Kansas needs to hit the three at a high rate and take care of the basketball especially. And if Kansas isn't hitting a three on you, then you've got a chance. If Kansas, Kansas has got enough shooters, I've said it, and I'm not going to beat a dead horse of it, but Kansas is so deep and they're so talented on the perimeter that if they're hitting from three, just pack it in a call tonight because they're the liable to hit 19 or 20. But if they do like they did yesterday and only hit five of 16 and then they're not really aggressive attacking the rim, then Kansas is very beatable. Yep. So yeah. moving on, moving on. We did have another one. We kind of, you know, talked about it briefly. The, the game of the day yesterday, it's another one that really lived up to the hype. Um, number one, Duke, who did lose. We've already aforementioned that. Yeah. Um, at home, trying to rebound against uh, number four, Virginia. The other undefeated team. We've already mentioned Michigan. So that left um, Virginia as the lone undefeated team. They're the only team that's stopping themselves from, um, from uh, you know, challenging the 75-76 Hoosiers as the last undefeated team in D1. And uh, it was a good game, you know. <clears throat> Virginia, we had a stat that really I caught our eye. Virginia coming into yesterday was 24-1 and in ACC play over the last two seasons. They're a lone loss being last year to Virginia Tech. Yeah, um, That's absolute domination of a tremendously historic basketball pro- or, uh, conference. And uh, we would talk about it. We gave preview and all that stuff. And I was concerned. Even though Trey Jones didn't play, I was concerned that Duke had too many players who could break down that pack line defense one-on-one. And none exposed it, but really caused Virginia some problems, and I think that's what happened. Um, Zion, of course, Zion played well in the Zion fatigue. RJ played well. Cam Reddish, has, Cam Reddish over the last week and a half has really found his yeah, confidence, he's and really he's well. dangerous right oh, now. Yeah. Um, Virginia just ran into, not a bustle, but Virginia, I just think, ran into a better team last night. They ran into a two-headed monster is what it was between Zion and Barrett. Zion had 27-9. and nine. Barrett had 30-5. and five. They had, what, 57 of the 82 points? That's 15 points for the rest of the squad. I mean, these cats came out, and, and they did what they were supposed to do, and they dominated. They kind of, I kind of shot myself in the foot by trying to 
predict this Virginia win over here. I mean, it's, it's either way. That was a toss-up. Two-point game. That was game. a good game. It was two points. Two points. Yeah. yeah. Two points. But these guys, these guys came out and did it. I was mentioning that these guys are a bunch of individual players. I still believe it. But last night, man, these, these two these two came out and did what they needed to do. I mean, Virginia show, showed that they got that type of defense, but they kind of they kind of broke a little bit. And with that being said, they ended up getting a loss by two <clears> on that. Yeah, um, Virginia will be fine, though. This loss ain't going to hurt them. They still got quality wins against Florida State and Virginia Tech. Beatdowns are those wins. Um, I'm just not high on Virginia right now. I said this before, and I'll say it again. <clears throat> Tony Bennett's a great coach, but this was at Cameron. I just did not see Virginia winning. Only time I've seen Virginia winning is if, if Trey Jones and Cam Reddish didn't play. That's the only reason, because Duke needs some help with Trey Jones being out right now. He's still injured, I believe. And uh, Cam Reddish ended up playing, played pretty decent. But R.J. Barrett and Zion just too good. Duke's too good at home. I just didn't, I'm just not high on Virginia right now. Well, um, you know, and here's here's another one. Uh, speaking of, you know, we, we mentioned it with the Big 12 just prior. The ACC, listen to this. The ACC has six teams tied for first place in the ACC. Unheard of. All of them four and one. Excuse me. You have Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, Louisville, Virginia Tech, and Syracuse all at four and one. All at four and one in the ACC. Um, you just, as we were recording this, Florida State lost in an upset to Boston College, to Boston College yeah, who hadn't that. won at conference game. Mm-mm. It's wacky. It's absolute wacky. It's like nobody separated themselves yet. No. Um, and you have some surprising teams. And it's not surprising that at the top place, you knew Virginia, Duke, Carolina. Um, those don't really surprise you. Virginia Tech's good. But the two that surprise you that side for the top, is Syracuse and Louisville. Like, it, it's no slide on them. I I think they're good teams. But to be tied right now, knowing that they're right there in the mix to win the conference, you couldn't have told me three weeks ago that that would have been the case. No, not at all. I mean, we say this every week. Y'all love conference play. But, yeah, that's wacky. Conference play right now is just really wacky. You got top teams losing the teams that they shouldn't have. Uh... Yeah, Louisville's in there. I mean, that's great. You want to go ahead and tell them what Louisville, they should be arrested for what they did in Atlanta yesterday. Oh, we beat down Georgia Tech so bad. One point, it was 36-8. to I didn't didn't get to watch this game. It was one of those more important games to watch. But beat down, I think the final score was like 79-51, I remember. Jordan North had like 25 points. They were up like 36-7 to when we looked yesterday for a moment. Yeah, Noah had 21 at half. Yeah, he had 21 and a half. He outscored the whole team. He outscored Georgia Tech. They had 16 and a half. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a player you need to watch out for. Jordan Noy is playing phenomenal right now. Uh, he just had a game against Boston College. He had a career high in points, 32 points with 11 boards. Uh, he said playing, he played well against Carolina last played week. Played well against Carolina. That's a team, and I'm proud of it. Uh, like I said, before this year, I didn't know about Wolves. I didn't know what was going to happen this year. Um, they're playing really well right now, playing as well as anybody in the country, really. Uh, not ranked yet. Probably should be. Um, got a big game against NC State coming up this week. I'm proud of what the Cardinals are doing this year. Uh, Louisville's going to be a great NIT team this year. Yeah, it's going to be mean, wonderful. I mean, they, they should be arrested for what they did in Atlanta yesterday. The, the Georgia Tech's so bad. that They're so bad. Like, every conference has those teams, and Georgia Tech's that team. They're so bad. Josh Pastner, and we've mentioned him before, he was Cal's replacement at Memphis, and everybody was high on him because he was young, energetic, had that. He had a little bit of Cal under him, like the swag, and it quickly, quickly 
found out that he couldn't coach. Because about his first season and a half, two seasons, he brought in some really good players at Memphis, and it just tanked. And then he went to Georgia Tech, and he's been... Like, and I'm not trying to advocate nothing. I'm just saying what, how I feel. And right now, Josh Pastner is not cut out to be a high-major D1 coach. Like, Georgia Tech should not be that bad. No. So, uh, um, yeah, we've already mentioned the ACC. Um, real quick on the Kentucky. Um, you know, we knew, we knew Auburn, good, solid team. Auburn, Duke to limit Auburn's ranked for a reason. Auburn, I think, has got one of the top three or four backcourts in America. Definitely in the SEC, they've got the top backcourt. Bruce Pearl's done a hell of a job resurrecting Auburn. And Kentucky's been known to struggle. Like, just two weeks ago, we went to Alabama and tuck an L down in Alabama. But we've also seen Kentucky beat North Carolina, beat Louisville, stuff like that. And Kentucky really settled down yesterday. The crowd was amazing yesterday in Auburn. Uh, Charles Barkley was there getting them pumped up, going wild. Terrible. And, and Kentucky really, at one point we jumped out to a 15-point lead, and we've already mentioned uh, Brown, Brown. B- brought them back. Yeah. But Kentucky, every time Auburn, we I mentioned it to these guys when we were watching the game, I was proud of the Wildcats because every time that Auburn would throw a haymaker, instead of folding up like they would in a couple weeks, a month or two ago, Kentucky stood their ground and swung back and were able to knock out the Tigers. Yep. Um, they were able to stop the whole War Eagle. Um, Tyler Hero's a straight killer when he wants yes. to be. Kelton Johnson's a straight killer when he wants to be. 20 points apiece between them two. Yes. Yeah, I didn't even see that stat line. Yeah. yeah. Johnson yeah, Hero had 20 points. Travis had 17. And P.J. Washington had 13. That's a pretty balanced scoring attack from them four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the nice thing, it's two wings, two big guys. Um, getting rebounds when they need to play. I'm not going to go on and on and on and on and on. We know how I feel about the Cats, and we've got time for that later in the year. Big game's coming up. Um, but, hey, big, big win. Uh, don't sell short. Auburn's a really quality team, and that's a big, 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 big win for us. Um, Who you got coming up next Saturday? I'm just curious. Um, we've got, we got, we, we've, got um, we've got Kansas coming up. Okay, I'm just making sure. I didn't know. We've got Kansas coming up next Saturday, which we'll save. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I was talking about the craziness, though. Listen to this. All this past week, an AP poll. You had number one, number two, number four, number seven, number eight, and number nine inside the top ten all lose. Yep. Yeah. Number 14, Auburn, as we just mentioned. Number 20, uh, Oklahoma takes a dive as well. 25, Indiana loss. Yep. Um, but inside the top ten, you had one, two, four, seven, eight, and nine. You had six teams inside the top ten take a loss. Or multiple losses in Texas Tech's case. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Like, it's crazy, 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 crazy. This is the time of the year that you just you fall in love with if you're a college troops guy. Oh, yeah. Um, also, Florida State lost in that, too. Number 11, I think. Yeah, and they've lost twice. Twice, yeah. Uh, the Duke loss isn't bad, but they... No. Who, who got them today? Boston College, oh, and we, we've mentioned before Kai Bowman from Boston College is yeah. a first-round talent. Really good. Uh, but Boston College, that's, that's a bad loss for Florida State. One of the teams that didn't take a loss but was in a nail-biter was uh, Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee at home. at home against Alabama. What they, would they end up winning by? One. And they One had, point. They had that bullshit travel. That travel call that was not yeah. a travel that really kind of hampered uh, Alabama late in the game. Yeah, Lil Wayne looked alike over there. You know, he should have he should have been able to finish that play. John Petty had thirty in the second half coming off or thirty yeah in the second half. 
30. No, he had 30 to total. Yes. But he came off the bench doing it. And John Petty is an outstanding player. Yeah. Alabama, we mentioned when they beat Kentucky a few weeks ago, Alabama is such a weird team because they've got all the talent. Avery oh, yeah. Johnson's doing a really good job with that program. But you don't know what Alabama's showing up. They beat Kentucky one week, and then they turn out last week and lose on a buzzer beater against Texas A&M. Then mm-hmm. they go to Tennessee, who I think is going to be number one in the country, and give Tennessee all they want and probably could have beat them. Oh, yeah. yeah, Tennessee needs to put this in a review and just run. I mean, Grant Williams had a good game with 21 points, but this was a nail-biter, man. I mean, they they very well easily could have took this loss. And, and then who the hell's number one after that? I mean, maybe Duke stays. Probably. But, Probably. It's, That's but it, it's, it's just crazy how this how this has played out, especially in the top ten. Oh, yeah, it's wonky right now. Yeah. Um, and the AP poll so screwed up, too, because one week you think a team should move ahead of somebody that they beat. And they've had this big win, and then they stay behind them. I don't know. The AP poll. If, if the AP poll, we'll talk about that real quick. The AP poll comes out every Monday, uh, prior normally around noon, noonish. Um, I would say if I what should happen, Tennessee goes one. I got. I guess Duke goes number two or falls number two, but it would not, under any circumstances, surprise me one bit if they come out tomorrow and they justify Duke staying at number one. In which case, I've I've vouched for Tennessee and Michigan all year, and Michigan should fall. But if Tennessee does not go to number one, there's something, something totally screwed up about that. If you ask me my top five, just on the on the whim, I'd say Tennessee one, Duke two, probably move Michigan State three, Michigan four, and probably Gonzaga five, and then Virginia would probably be six. Uh, I don't think Virginia falls out of the top five. I still say they stay the fourth or fifth, in my opinion. Uh, I still think Duke's going to stay number one, to be honest. And AP poll-wise, how wonky it is, I think Duke's going to stay with that win against Virginia. Um, that's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I want Tennessee to be number one, but I just don't think it will happen. I can see the justification of keeping them because they beat a number four team. Number one versus number four, get the victory there, and then Tennessee losing to a or not losing, but barely beating the unranked uh, tide there. That's it's kind of I could see the justification of these guys doing that. Yeah, and Duke's lost against Syracuse. I think we mentioned they didn't have Trey Jones or Cam Reynolds, so that can be a thing too. But if they had those two, maybe they won. I don't know. Yeah, but that's coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, like yeah, you go I by know, you go saying. by talent, or you know you go by actual results in. The, uh, it's a popularity contest if Duke stays one over Tennessee. I'm okay with Duke going just falling to number two, but I'm not okay if they stay number one. Mm, yeah, I'm not. Okay I'm with not either. okay with it. But again, it's not my thing, and really, rankings don't matter this much right now. It's just really a nice conversation starter. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and we, you know, rounding out. What I guess you know we call we can call every week Super Saturday, but rounding out this past Saturday, and um, was a big one. We our debut YouTube episode, yes, was all about it. Yeah, um, go follow the YouTube, subscribe, and all that. Be ready for the YouTube. It's the Everything Pro Wrestling YouTube, correct? Yeah. Yes, it is. We've discussed it. Um, the three of us discussed it yesterday on our video, and. Boy, I thought it would be such a better game. I was wrong on prediction, and I was wrong on the type of game. For a rivalry game, I, what has happened to IU? Uh, it's not for lack of talent. No, not at all. What has happened to IU? 
it, it, it's a roller coaster with these guys, and I, I was speaking with some of the guys in the uh, in the chat. I, I think IU is still going to get there. It, it, it's I know it's been a long, long, drawn-out process with with the clapper extraordinaire Tom Crean. I mean, we, we got to remember, we got to give Archie a little bit of time. He hasn't been there long. I, I truly believe that Archie's got some people coming in that's going to turn this program around. You know, Romeo, I, I, I see him staying to try and get this going for next year as well. I, I think he wants to, to prove himself down there a little more. And uh, I, I don't think they haven't fallen off the wagon completely. They, they have an opportunity to bring this back. Now, not to discredit Purdue, Purdue played very well yesterday, and they did what they needed to do. I mean, I predicted it yesterday, a 15-point win, a max 15-point win uh, in our little video prior. But uh, don't don't discredit IU so much yet. That's just a personal opinion on that. Mm. Yeah, it, it's so weird, man. Um, and real quick, you brought Tom Crean. Um, you know, condolences to him yeah, and yeah, his family. Sure. His yes, mother passed sure. away over you know a couple of days ago or whenever it was. So um, it's a, it's, that, that shows a lot of a pride and power too of him to actually go and coach this last game as well. With that being the news of losing your mother that quick, you know it's. From a personal experience, I could not have done that after my mom passed. It's, it's a tough thing to do, man. And 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 he he stood up there and he puffed his chest up and he coached his heart out. Yeah, and Georgia he Georgia damn near beat Florida yesterday. Yep, they damn near got him. And I I think they could see the passion in his eyes in the locker room beforehand. You know, I'm I'm not a Crean fan by any means, but what this man's going through right now, I mean, I can personally attest to what's going. I mean, how he's feeling. And it took a lot of a lot of guts to stand out there and, and coach that team the way he did. Yeah, so uh, condolences to, to Coach Crean and all that. But back to the IU-Purdue game, man. I, for one, I picked IU. I just thought the IU, because they're on a losing streak, three games prior um, coming in, that they needed a boost. This would be the perfect time. But uh, there's something, and IU fans could really get after you more than we could. Um, but just to me, as an outsider – this this IU team's playing with no passion or no heart. They're not getting on the floor. They're not playing hard defensively. And when their shots aren't falling, they're not very good anywhere else. Um, Romeo's really struggling right now. Like, he's really struggling. And people who say he's overrated, I don't buy that one bit. No, no, Romeo no. is an extremely good talent. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Nine, he's an extremely good talent. Now, if you want to say he plays with no emotion, no passion, you're right. Sure. He's you're right. He plays with none. Or at least not right now he's not. But, man, to go up there and your biggest rival in a legendary rivalry and to get smacked around like that, man, I, you, you guys got to wake up. Like, yeah. you're on the verge now. You're getting in that territory. That was your sixth loss, but you've still got Michigan States. You've got, like, all these good teams on the back horizon of the conference. You better wake up now if you want to make the NCAAs. You can't keep screwing around like this. And the cre this isn't all about IU. To credit Purdue, Purdue, we mentioned a couple weeks, and this is a shout-out to J.L. Rowe in the group. Mm -hmm. He was mad at me I didn't put Purdue and Michigan State as a game to watch a few weeks back. And I would mentioned, I said, I just don't see Purdue. Like, Purdue needs to show me something. Well, Purdue's on a win streak now. Purdue's won six of their last seven, five of their last six, something like that. Something, yeah. Okay, Purdue's really showing it now. All so right. I, I've changed my tune. The Boilermakers look like a team that, that can make a sweet 16 in the NCAAs right now. Carson Edwards is still points. scoring a lot, but now he's getting more help. That Harms kid playing well. 
They've got that one dude who wears Caleb Swanigan's old jersey. Looks just like Caleb Swanigan, mm-hmm. the Williams dude. Big, wide body that's eating it up down low. And then you've got um, Ryan Klein shooting eyes out of the ball. Yeah. Dude, Purdue looks... And then they're playing Matt Painter style of defense. Purdue's looking like a team who could really make it to the second round in the NCAAs. Yep. So Purdue... And being on home court, too. They took care of it. They took care of business. I, I'm disappointed <clears throat> in the game overall. I don't... To me or you or to Tyler, we don't give a shit who won that game. No. We, don't, we didn't have a dog in that fight. No. But... What we did hope is to be that traditional rivalry like we thought it was going to be, and Purdue just whacked them <clears throat> from the word go. Yeah, yeah. You, you want a banger. I mean, any any of these big games, especially on, on live TV, you want a banger. But uh, along with that, Carson Edwards, along with his 20 points, he had seven assists and four rebounds to go along with that. Man, he's he's been doing it game in and game out. Yeah, man. I thought this game was going to be a dogfight, like me and you, Josh, mentioned on the YouTube channel. We thought this was going to be a dogfight. I thought... It put who's gonna win by three in overtime, and I was con- I didn't know who's gonna win. I didn't know if it was, gonna- was iffy between Purdue and Indiana, but the only reason I gave it to Purdue is because they had home court advantage, and those Purdue fans are savages. Um, and Purdue's <laughs> a tough place to play. A bunch of dumb engineers. Yeah, I remember last year <laughs> when they played when Louisville went to Purdue, and the whole scandal happened with Louisville. Obviously, Purdue had FBI shirts made out, and. Yeah, that was the savages, man. It's a tough place to play, but boy, oh boy, I was learning about this game. No. Purdue just stomped Indiana out. Yeah, and let's go ahead and address the elephant in the room real quick. We won't spend long on it. We, for one, let's thank everybody that that game thread was lit. I was Ooh. getting ready. To, that was going to be my next thing. You know, you want to talk about fans, the the IU fans in the group, the Purdue fans as well, man. You guys were getting after it. You know, oh, it, it, it shows yeah. the passion that you guys have that I mentioned prior about. You know the having the passion for this or the jiu-jitsu or whatever, you guys were you guys were lighting it up. And you're not fair-weather fans either, man. You guys are thick and thin. Mm-hmm. And I was mentioning that with uh, Darren Crawhorn. Man, I've, I've I've known him. I mean, I coached his – we coached uh, together 10 yeah. years ago, 8U softball, and his daughter was on the team. Huge IU fan then, and I'm sure he's been that way ever since he's been a kid. Yeah, Darren's and, actually our cousin, so yeah, I've know yeah. I've know for a fact he um he's been an IU fan. And and everybody else in here, you know, the Purdue fans as well. You guys, you guys have had some hiccups along the road. I mean, you had your your humble years for 16 years, it seems like, but uh, the you guys have been really. It shows how passionate you guys are about the game, and it's it's cool to watch. I mean, you know, being a Kansas fan, it's cool to see the passion that I have for my squad that you guys have for yours as well. And it was not. You guys lit that game thread up. Ooh. It was so nice because neither of the three of us, normally these game threads that happen is because one of our teams are in it or we've started a game. Like, our highest one yet is the Texas Tech Duke one. We didn't have a game in that, but everybody's watching. It's Madison Square Garden, top 10 matchup, whatever. But this one, man, you guys lit it up. Like, right. I was so proud to just see. And we had numerous, numerous different people in there. Like, that's what we've strived from the beginning for, and you guys lit that up. Um,. Yeah, I mean, Purdue but, just played really well. But real quick on the refs, um, you guys, I, you're you're entitled to your own opinion. Purdue probably got some calls here and there, but it happens. It'll eventually come back. Like, if you're IU fans and you're upset, that's fine. I'm not telling you how to feel. But just know that there's times when you play back at Assembly Hall, you're going to get some favorable calls. I'm sure we're, if, I'll have to look if they play two times this year, which I think you do. If Purdue comes back to, in the return to Assembly Hall, I can almost bet you're going to get some calls. It's mm-hmm. that's that's a guarantee, and it, it's it, it like you said, it goes back and forth. You know, it's it's easy to say that, and it but you got to think of it as a perspective of. I know it's their job, 
But sometimes people get caught up in the element. Like maybe Romeo got caught up in the element of the game, like I mentioned uh, in one of the chats, that maybe the atmosphere got to him or something. But it happens. That happens at every level. You see it from AAU, from the fourth graders, all the way up to the NBA, man. It's it's It happens. The James Harden crap, it, it it's it's there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, we had some good stuff. We had some good stuff. But for right now, we're gonna we're going to throw it to our sponsors and give our chance to catch our breath, and we'll catch you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Peyton Byrne, and I'm here to welcome all of you wonderful college basketball fans out there to the J3X Show. What is the J3X Show, you may ask? Well, I'll tell you what it is. The J3X Show is a wrestling podcast only on YouTube. We will be doing predictions for the pay-per-views and reviewing them after the show is over with. And huh, you never know, maybe we're throwing a couple hashtag too sweet live streams in there as well, so be prepared for that. What I need you to do is go like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, and go follow the show on Twitter at J3X, so you can tell, so you can tweet at us how awesome our podcast is. And that's all I gotta say about that. Boom! What's happening, College Hoops fans? It is Conrad Cushman from the Everything Pro Wrestling Podcast, and I'm here to tell you how you can follow Everything Pro Wrestling. First, go to your Facebook, type in the search bar, Everything Pro Wrestling. Look for our official page with over 1,000 likes, and make sure you give it a like. Also, we have a closed group with over 200 members in it where you can join discussions and talk about anything and everything pro wrestling. We also have a Twitter handle, and that is at EPW Show. And we have a podcast, and the podcast is available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And remember, everything pro wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. Now let's get back to talking some college hoops. And we're back. Um, as per usual, we've already mentioned him, but make sure, you're, again, you're checking out our buddy. I'm Conrad of Everything Pro Wrestling. Uh, I'm doing some great stuff. Yeah. We're heading towards Royal Rumble season next weekend, so um, you guarantee he's going to have some previews and uh, post-game stuff <laughs> and all that. So make sure you're supporting the people who support us. Let's uh, hope you don't see me in Morgantown delivering a Steiner recliner next year. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to see that. Yeah, I do, too. Um, but again, you know, support everything pro wrestling, support Anchor, who um, allows us to do this podcast every week for you guys, um, a nice platform, they, especially if you just want to get started and you don't have a whole lot of equipment like we do, but yeah. produces good quality stuff. Um, support support our buddy and fellow admin Wayne and his music. You heard him at the beginning in the open. That was actually him rapping, mm-hmm. the little bit you got to hear. Make sure you're supporting uh, Real Life Music Crew. Uh, go follow them on Facebook, find them on YouTube. Um, Wayne goes by the <clears throat> alias uh, Ghost Fi- uh, Ghost Flows. Yeah. Um, make sure you're supporting them. Make sure, like Tyler said, you're supporting um, new new sponsor and advocate of us, um, Indy Carlson Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Um, if you're looking for Jiu Jitsu classes to begin, and you're around the area, or if you're coming out of state and just need some some rolls in, you know Carlson Gracie Jiu Jitsu up in Indy is where you need to go. My inbox is always open for any kind of questions, any type of guidance you want on that man just hit me up i mean you, you got me on facebook it's just search tyler cook i know most of us are friends on there if you're not just go ahead and hit that dm button and we can talk about it make sure it's make sure it's this tyler cook because if you're too into it you find the tyler cook plays for iowa that's a whole nother <laughs> tyler cook they don't look the same by the way 
now I'm a little bit better on the court, you know. <laughs> I just I didn't get the opportunity to go to Iowa like he did. I kind of went to the park and rec route. He, he he might be exaggerating, but we at least know that he would choke that Tyler Cook out. Oh, oh yeah. damn right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, yeah, make sure you're supporting the people who support us. Uh, it's really important that we all stick together here. Um, and if you're in any small businesses around the area that are around us or whatnot, and you want to collaborate, you do. My, Peyton's, and Tyler's inboxes are always open. Mm-hmm. We can get together and do some stuff and help scratch each other's back, per se. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, free advertisement, man. I mean, we just if, if you got something that you want to put out there that maybe could reach the people that listen to this and as well for us, you know, you you can help us help you. Yeah. Um so Peyton, Peyton, What's Peyton, up? Peyton, 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 you got some recruiting news? Uh, I think I do. Uh starting up, we got 2019 four-star Kudus Wahab will announce on January 30th, which is his birthday. Uh, his commitment. Uh, five schools are in contention for it. Uh, you got Connecticut, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, Virginia Tech, and Georgetown. Uh, Crystal Ball says 50% Pittsburgh. So. Be big, that'd be a big get for um, that'd Capel. be a big get for Capel. Jeff Capel. 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 You're close. You said okay. that'd be a big get for Jeff Capel, Capel um, trying to turn Pittsburgh <clears throat> back around. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see though. Obviously it looks like he wants to say East Coast with schools like UConn, Syracuse, Pitt, Virginia Tech, and Georgetown. Yeah. But um, you know, four star kid committing next week, so we'll keep an eye on that. And next up we got 2019 four star Grant Sherfield has received his release and has reopened his recruitment. He was a UCLA commit. So um, he's not committed at UCLA anymore. So apparently he likes Steve Alford then. Yeah. Apparently he had committed to Alford, not the school. Yeah. You see that a lot with kids. You know, you, you see a style that you want, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out, then you, then you take off. I mean, and you reopen. Yeah. Uh, we got 2025 star Brandon Boston Jr. took an unofficial visit, or will take an unofficial visit, to Kentucky on February 16th. So. Oh, can I add something to Kentucky, too, on that? What about? It came out last night or this morning that um, five-star Anthony Edwards, um, oh, a yeah. shooting guard, he is on his. He's coming for official visit next week for the Kansas game. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, also, a, that's a big one to come watch. Mm-hmm. We got 2019 five star Matthew Hurt was indeed on campus for his official visit to Duke last night. Uh, he will take his official visit to Kansas on February 2nd. Kansas plays Texas Tech that day. We've mentioned this kid. He's a kid that I really want at Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky's I've mentioned a, him. He's a kid from Minnesota, mm-hmm. about 6'9. He's a white kid that can really shoot the ball, uh, shoot the ball and stretch the floor. Um, Kansas, Kentucky's all in the mix. Where's he from now? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, that's Cole Audrey's cousin right there. He's coming. <laughs> now, he, he's a really talented player. He can really fill it up. Um, stretch four guy that really you know can torch some people. So um, praying that. Yeah. Cats can get him. And headlining recruiting those last up we got five star Isaiah Stewart, who will be announcing his college commitment today, some point today. Uh, he got Duke, Michigan State, Washington, Syracuse, and UK in contention for it. From what I understand, you can take the cats out of the running. Now, could anything late with Cal Perry could happen, but if my if I'm a betting man, it's coming down between Duke and Michigan State. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I'll post on Twitter whenever I find whoever he commits for. I post it in the Facebook group. It wouldn't surprise me one bit him going to Duke the way Duke's been on a ride. Don't don't surprise me at all. Um, right away, kid. Yeah, so that's end of the recruiting news. All right. Um, you know, moving on. We have some again, we got some more big games coming up this week. 
um, throughout the week, not including Saturday. We've got a trio of them on tomorrow night on Monday, depending on when you listen to this. Um, we're recording Sunday. So tomorrow night's Monday, uh, January the 21st. Mm-hmm. We've got a trio of really, really good and interesting ball games. Yeah, we've mentioned a couple, couple of them already on the show, but we got number 19, Maryland, at number 6, Michigan State. And as Tyler mentioned previous, and a shout-out, this is for the lead of the Big Ten. Maryland's only a half game back, so the winner of this takes top spot in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we got number 9, Virginia Tech, goes at North, number 13, North Carolina. So We'll see how um, Vitek, because they got absolutely embarrassed by Virginia. Mm-hmm. They got embarrassed by Virginia. Carolina's so wishy-washy up and down. Yeah. Um, Cook, what do you what do you think about that one? Carolina, uh, Virginia Tech. Yeah. Man, I just it's it's difficult. Virginia Tech went and got their just got dismantled by Virginia, and then North Carolina's got that wave too, man, where they're just up and down. It, this could be this could be a pick'em game. This could be yeah. a two point victory. It's either going to be a, a two point last second shot or someone's going to get whooped. There's not going to be in between <laughs> on this one. I, I agree, and I think that. Um, the style of plays with both these teams, it's going to be a game that can reach the hundreds. Um, Virginia Tech can really score the basketball once to get up and down. North Carolina obviously wants to get up and down and score the basketball. It could honestly be a game that's being up in the hundreds. High 90s, low hundreds, like a high-scoring affair. Yeah. Tyler, you want to tell them the third game of this trio tomorrow night? Uh, these little punks, the Cyclones, are coming to, to Lawrence to try and see if they can get two victories on the boys. Uh, the... Uh, the ESPN prediction says 74.9% Kansas, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. You can't give a team that big of a spread when they got their asses whooped by the team that's coming to play them again. It's it's not going to be that way. It's not going to be a. It's going to be ten or less if Kansas wins. They just they haven't proven anything to me yet. As far as I'm pretty hard on my boys. I mean, they're number seven. They're going to fall a little bit from that last loss, but uh, I just. I don't see it being – it's going to be one one to five points if Kansas wins. If Iowa State wins again, it's going to be it's going to be another whooping because when them boys get rolling, they can stroke. Dude, they have – you talking about spreading a team out and really scoring the basketball. That Halliburton kid is really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Didn't he uh, Didn't he leave Virginia? Yeah. To come? Yeah. To come yeah. to the Cyclones because yeah. he's going the bigger role. Yeah. He's, he had one 20-point game in the three years at Virginia. And this year he's already got like six or seven, maybe eight. Yeah, he can really fill the basketball up. He man. wanted he wanted that role. He you know, he tried to go the Kyrie route, you know, I want this, I want this, and he's proven it. He's doing the damn thing, man. I, I a lot of props to that guy. I've got Kansas winning this one. I think Kansas finds a way to bounce back, especially at Lawrence. You don't just walk in. There was a reason at one point Kansas had um it's been a few years, but Kansas had that long ass home win streak. They got it for like forty or fifty games. Yeah. You just don't walk into Lawrence and take the Jayhawks down. No. Um, no. As good as Iowa State is, I think especially I think what's hurting Iowa State in this one is Kansas coming off a loss. Had Kansas went in there and tucked the win from West Virginia, they might have came in a little loosey goosey. But I, they're coming off a loss. They're at home and they've got revenge on their mind. And I think it's a bad combination for the Cyclones. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. mentioned the the at home thing under Bill. He has more seasons at Kansas than he has home losses. Been there, been there 15 years, nine home losses, I believe. Damn. Yeah, and Fine. yeah, and it's it's wild. It really is. You don't just walk into Allen Fieldhouse and uh, take a win at the Fog. No. no so no. I've got Kansas, and I actually think Kansas is going to blow that one open. I think the spread's probably about right. 
think Kansas will probably find their way and blow that one open. Let's but, hope. Yeah, let's I, hope. I'm kind of, I'm kind of iffy on it still from from the last performance. Yeah. Um, and moving on, we got a couple of uh, big games on Thursday. Yeah. You got number six Michigan State goes at number twenty four Iowa. So, two back to back big games for Michigan State. Yeah. Against Maryland and Iowa. So. And um, you got. Um, the aforementioned, not this Tyler Cook, but the Tyler Cook that leads the Hawkeyes. Uh, I was another one of those teams we've mentioned that's so up and down, up and down, up and down. They'll beat somebody good, then turn around and lose somebody they shouldn't. Beat somebody good. Um, I'll say Michigan State. I think Michigan State's a really good team. Um, the, the, you know, Josh Langford, Cassius Winston's playing well. Mm-hmm. You have guys like that. So I, I'll go to Sparty on that one. Same here. I'm going with Sparty as well. I, I can see Sparty <clears> doing it very yeah. easily. And next up, we got number 16, North Carolina State, goes at Louisville and at the Young Center. So, I got Louisville winning this. Um, Surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Well, what else am I going to say? It's at Louisville. It's at the Young Center. I got Louisville winning the way they've been playing these past three games ever since that Pittsburgh loss and ever since we dismantled Carolina at – Chapel Hill. Uh, I got in, I got Wolver winning this. Probably a pretty good margin by ten or more. Um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I was just giving you a hard time. Oh, no, no, I I, I do think Louisville will be ranked because last week, if you go they by the rankings, if you go by rankings, they were the first team outside the rankings. They're definitely with people following. They're going to slide in probably like 20, 20, 21. So it's going to be a rank versus rank. NC State's underrated good though. NC State can really get after you. Um, but I got Louisville. Louisville's playing well. They're back at home. They're finally, I think, starting to find their way. Jordan World, like we're talking about. Yes. Uh, it'll be, it'll be a close one. I do see because NC State's really good. That's underrated. I think Louisville can hold them within four, five, six points and pull out another big win. Yeah, I'm hoping Louisville beats them by ten or more. Yeah, it's across the board on this one. I believe Louisville comes out on top as well. I don't see smart man. I don't see NC State. I'm not doing it for you, little punk. <laughs> but uh, I don't see NC State coming out. Yeah, just just the way Louisville's been playing li- lately, and with the UNC win, I that kind of sticks out as well. So I got Louisville. Yeah. So we're across the board with uh, the Cardinals. All right, fellas, we um go ahead and get start to wrap this thing up. You know, <clears throat> some final thoughts as we. Exit out this week, heading to next week. Um, Peyton, we'll go ahead and let you start on this one. Uh, final thoughts. Um, keep doing the game threads. Those are so fun to do. I keep participating in them. The pick-ems are doing well right now. Uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep joining. Keep sharing the group. Uh, YouTube channel, go subscribe to that. All that stuff. Um, just keep doing what you're doing. This is really fun to do. I never thought we'd be... Where we are right now, uh, like three months ago, I never thought this would even happen. We are doing a podcast or anything like that. It's really fun to do, so keep doing what you're doing. That's my final thoughts. Good enough. Tyler, you got some final thoughts? Yeah, guys, I mean, you know, we do this for you guys. And if you guys got any critiques or anything or something you like and don't like, shoot us a message, and we'll see what we can incorporate with it. If you got an idea, you know, if you got anybody that you might want to do a sponsorship or you might think want to do a sponsorship, you know, uh, Hey Craig Buck, I know you got that Bucks mowing service. Won't you, uh, won't you talk to us and see what we can do with each other? Uh, the game threads are awesome. Like he was mentioning, the IU Purdue one was fun. Mm-hmm. We can, uh, we keep having a lot of fun with that. We're trying to, uh, we've been doing a lot of, a lot of networking with some of the people that we know as well behind the scenes here, and we're trying to expand what we got going on. You know, as far as reaching a 
a bigger group and trying to bring more people in. You know, the more shares that, that we send out and that we can get in there, the bigger we can go. You know, we got some uh, we got some surprises for you as far as uh, the, the challenges and stuff like that coming your way. So uh, just keep doing it. Keep doing the pick-ems. It's fun to do, and it's, it gives you and it gives another element to look into, man. It's, it's personally fun for me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that everybody's been doing it consistently. It's fun for you guys as well. Yeah, and um, to add on to both of them, we'll actually real quick, you know, if you guys are anything like we have, we've like really turned this into almost like a second job for some of us. But it's not really a job because it's been so fun. And I think you guys have really, especially with the Pickums, and like I've been throwing some games at you, like NC Greensboro, UNC Greensboro against Furman or whoever. To really test and make, because there's teams out there that deserve love, mm-hmm. and you guys are like making the picks and researching these teams. And I would imagine via this group and the knowledge you've been taking, that you've probably grown your own knowledge of these teams and players. So I'm sure that's fun for you too, and it'll pay off in March. Um, you know, you guys make this fun. We say it every week, but it's the truth. If we don't have an audience and you guys don't help out. There'd be no point in doing this. You guys have been steady for us. You've been, um, you've been great, better than anybody could ever imagine. Um, and you know, just moving forward without giving too much away, Tyler has mentioned it and kind of led to it. You know, we've got some things that really, really fun things that we're working on. Some things that'll blow some of you away uh, that we're working on. That hopefully we can secure here in the next few weeks. Um, and we're doing it all for you guys. Again, everything we do, all the hours we put in this is for your guys' entertainment. We love it, don't get us wrong, but it's for your guys' entertainment. So we do appreciate you guys. Um, and really, while he's here, you know, Tyler Tyler does a lot. He's doing a lot behind the scenes you guys don't see. Yes. He's going to start expanding his role more as an on-air character too, which is nice. Um, but there's a lot behind the scenes, whether, you, like you mentioned, networking, or he's kind of helped controlling some message, whatever, you know. Um, he's really done a lot behind the scenes, so for that, I appreciate that more than he, he probably understands. Um, because you can't do it all and without help, and especially have your best friend help you and run this thing together, it, it's a nice thing. So if you guys get a chance to message him, just say thank you, because yeah. he really does do a lot that you guys don't see. Um as far as games go, we got a lot of good games coming up. We're on the march to madness. Uh, kind of a little play on words there. Um, we're on the march to madness. Things are heating up conference play. Things are heating up across the board. Make sure you're tuning in the games. Like they've said, keep the game threads. Those are so fun. Um, and and merch-wise, you know, we're, we're working on some special stuff. Yeah, working on some stuff. stuff you guys are going to appreciate. And you guys seen that picture I posted of the hat? There's not going to be officially quote-unquote licensed gear. But go to Lids, go buy one of the generic hats, and have them embroidered something. Yeah. Just get the ECB logo in there. Um, well, I put the specifications in in the post, but the E and B is one size, and make the C larger than the E and, C, e and B, and then the college everything college basketball underneath it, and get it in whatever colors you want. Put it in your team colors. Put it in whatever colors you want. It don't have to be. I just got this purple and gold because I think it stands out. Um, do that, support us like that way. You know, you're out in public, somebody sees everything college basketball hat, and then you can tell them, like, hey, we're here, we're noticed. Because, guys, you're on this journey with us. This time next year, we're going to be bigger. 
two years from now we're gonna be even bigger three years from now and so on and so forth and you guys are coming along with the ride with us uh -huh. the bigger we get the more stuff you guys are gonna get as far as contests and giveaways and because we'll have the funds and the ability to do it so as you know just Con stick with us contests on the way boys contest will be on the way yes sir um with that said you know it's been another good addition make sure you guys like share subscribe this like and share the and um subscribe to the youtube channel and let's get as many ears as we can listen to this let's get as many people in the facebook group let's see if we can be i know we're at like 180 some now by the time march rolls around let's see if we can get the three we'll, we'll keep it even 300 people or more by the time march rolls around yeah that's that's easy yeah. okay just share get our name out there for that i'll wrap up <clears> this week You've listened to another edition of Everything College Basketball, Episode 8. I'm your host, Josh Burton. I'm your co-host, Peyton Burton. And you got another co-host, Mr. Tyler Cook. And for us, we are out. Boom! Boom.